Hey, it's Matthew George. It's a strange and confusing time out there. While COVID-19 is still a presence and concern, we are also experiencing so many other things at the same time. The impacts of a severe economic downturn, the Black Lives Matter movement and calls for social change, and that's not to mention a nation bracing itself for what's sure to be a contentious national election. Within this whole stew of stuff, people are pausing and reevaluating. They're trying to work out and articulate what they think and feel about it all. They're trying to find a way to navigate through a time of great uncertainty. So we're going to turn the focus of our podcast toward all that. We're giving it a new name, digging into dissonance, and we'll be exploring what the folks at Deutsch are thinking, their worries and what they are perplexed by, but also their wishes and thoughts about the promise the future may hold. So let's just get into it. Let's see what today's guest has to say. Okay, so, well, my name is Oliver. I live on the northeast side of the town of Coram in Long Island. I live in this house with my wife. I live with two, two of my kids, 15 and nine, and my first kid is uh, 22. Uh, I have to say that we have all been doing great. Really? My son is very shy. He's introverted, so him being on a computer and just reading, learning about himself was the best thing that could happen to him. Yeah. And um. To my daughter, the same. Sometimes they miss a little bit their friends, but overall, it's it's been a great experience. Now it's interesting when I asked you before we started this, and and even just now you said like we've all been doing great, and the way you said it was like I thought, boy, they really are doing great. It was very palatable. It was very you were very emotional about it. But am I reading you right? And if I am, why do you think you're all doing great? It's just great. And I'm a little shy to say that I'm doing great because I see most of the people I've talked to, you know, they have some complaint or something. And people are struggling with different things. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all sorts of things. But uh, in my case, by the grace of God, I think, you know, we're, we're just doing great. We, first of all, both my wife and I have had a jobs. We've been healthy. We've got the chance to get to know each other on, on a different time of the day. In the past, five, six months. I've been with my children and my wife more than I've been with them in the past five years, I think. So we've gotten to know each other better. We now have, I can say, a better foundation. How long have you been married, Oliver? Uh, We've been married for almost 17 years. And sounds like it's almost like reinvigorated your marriage. Is that fair? Uh, you, You just said it right. It's reinvigorated. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. Have there been things about your kids, maybe even your wife, that you've kind of like, wow, I never knew that about them? Yes. One thing I'm surprised is that my wife was able to bear with me the, all this time. I always thought, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought when we have conversations, I like to talk to her because there's always contrast. And I like that. So, and I, and I said, What's going to happen now that I'm going to be here 24-7? But um, I was surprised to know that, you know, she, we, well, I enjoy her company. And now I can confirm that it seems like she also enjoys my company. Mm. <laughs> you, married, you married the right woman. What a yes. relief. <laughs> yes. So I think we're going to be um, 
seeing each other, you know, for a long, long time till God permits. How about your kids? Have they, uh, have you learned anything about them? Um, yes, I, I have learned this one particular thing. I talk with my children at dinner every day. Mm-hmm. And we talk about different issues, different things. We talk about politics. You would be surprised they have an opinion on politics. Because mm. they're exposed to, you know, teachers, sometimes social media. And um, I was surprised to see their faith. You know, the, what's important to me has been uh, translated to, to them. them. Right. And uh, I was very happy. And I guess this is the main reason why I say that we are doing great. Because when you have a strong spirit, your body will be lifted up. Mm. Uh, most of the people I talk to, they, they truly believe that a strong body lifts you up. I think that uh, this body is not us. I think we are spirits that have been given this body. And if you have a strong spirit, no matter where you are, you will always. That will lift lifted. you up. Yeah. So I like to see my children catching that and, and grasping that and, and not just saying it, but anybody can say, you know, I'm a religious person. But now it's the time when you test their beliefs and uh, you see the output of what you consider to be the most holy in your life. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very happy that all this quest has taken me here with my family. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely set of thoughts, Oliver. Thanks, thanks for sharing that, really. It was really nice. You're welcome. So speaking of issues, you mentioned you, know, you talk issues with your kids and, and stuff at the dinner table. Just in terms of your own head and thought on issues, I mean, there's so much going on right now. We, you know, we've got COVID-19, which you know, we're all st- still struggling with. But the, you know, there's all this other stuff. Within all that stuff, what are you most, what keeps you up at night or maybe wakes you up too early in the morning that you're, that you're thinking about a lot? Well, it would be a disservice to my fate and my God to say that I am afraid of anything. Right. Because um, the way I see it is uh, my fate makes me say that, you know, my God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of might and love and, and of a sound mind. And, um, and that's why I was saying that this time tests all your values, your beliefs. So... In terms of what keeps me up at night, I sleep well. I don't have any problems sleeping. When I get up, I, I'm so glad to have my job, to see my family. So as long as um, the ones I love, my kids, my wife is okay, I am okay. Mm. And as far as the many changes that I see taking place, just, I always tell to my kids that, you know, a man can only know what, what, what he can remember. And, and sometimes I think we seem to forget. And there's been lots of tragedies in history. When I think of that, I try to just take a break, mm. take, deep, take a deep breath, close my eyes, and meditate on my meditation sessions. I meditate pretty much every day. And um, I just try not to see with the eyes, but try to see through the eyes. And, and try not to see the shape, size, or color of things, but what's inside. Mm. And when you see that, you realize that all what's happening now, it's been happening before. I became a citizen 
a few years ago, and, and while taking this course to become a citizen, they gave they gave me a little history class, a crash course. Yeah. And um, back in the 1800s, it was when there was the Civil War. So to see the new movement for equality, I think you know it's not new. So I think it's 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 like a marriage. You know, you have glitches. You need to work it out. And I think different generations have been working on these issues. Yeah. Change has been persistent throughout history. But I think change nowadays happens more quickly. Like overnight with COVID, one day we were at the office, the next day everybody was home. Yep. School, everything changed overnight. You know, social interaction changed overnight. So change now is more tangible and faster. And the one other difference that I see compared to, I mean, in my own head, is um, it's hard to tell what's truth and what's fiction. So there's lots of confusion among people. So one, it depends who you talk to. They will have their own version of what COVID is, what the situation is. Everybody says, of course, we're having problems. But Everyone seems to have a different perspective, a different grasp. So it, 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 it confuses people. And at some point, that this is why we stop watching the news. We simply focus on work. And that helped us tremendously. My children started feeling anxious. And, um, and that's when we said, you know, we need to just reset the button. Oliver, do you feel your faith helps you feel less anxious about the future? A hundred percent. And why would you say that is? Because, like I said to you, we are spirits. And um, just like we developed the body in a gym, or like we developed the brain in the school, we need to develop our spiritual being. What I'm learning in my quest is that you know, I, I don't like religion as itself. And I stopped calling myself a religious person a long time ago. I consider myself more spiritual. Uh-huh. Because my God is a spirit. And you have to worship him, spirit. So what can you give to a God that's created everything that you can see and not see? The only thing is you have to build your spirit and let it be reflected in your heart and through the things that you do and say. Especially you now, what, what's the greatest fear that humans have. It's dying. It's death. Yeah. The once you overcome the fear, once you truly become aware, of, to become the person that I am today has taken a few years, a few things to happen in my life. I've read many books from neuroscience to anthropology books, um, trying to understand yeah. why do we have churches, religion? I mean, trying to make sense of who we are. So once you have that clear, you truly understand that, you know, you can develop the spirit by becoming more spiritual, not religious. I came to the conclusion that you're just a bunch of learned behaviors. I mean, you've learned through your culture. Like somebody said, I don't know who said this, but there's two great things, uh, two great days in your history. One is when you were born, and the second time is when you learn why you were born. Right. So right. Once, once you understand your purpose, once you have a purpose, then, you know, then there's meaning to your existence. So yeah. once you have that, it's a lot easier to have a fearless life. 
because you know what you were born to do. Uh, how would you articulate your own purpose or have you figured it out yet? Well, I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Now, were you raised in a religious household? I was raised by my grandmother and she was a little bit religious, but I went to a Catholic school. So that's right. where I, I was taught these doctrines. Right. But it's funny, uh, in the beginning, I, I was very dedicated to my religious schooling. But there was one thing, I, I, I never liked the, the statues and those things. Those, I mean, the saints, and I come from South America, and those in, in churches in South America, they have these huge statues. Okay. Like they, and, 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 they, and they try to, to show you their Calvary in those statues. But to me, they were, I was horrified when I saw them. Yeah. And, and this is why I couldn't really understand how can you have faith in something that makes you so afraid? Yes. That's when my curiosity of understanding, you know, where does this all come from? And now in a way I, I, I feel relieved because, uh, you know, what I believe is what I truly as a human being really learned. Switching topics for a second. Um, have you found Zoom to be a satisfying social experience? I think it, it serves it, its purpose. Um, and I think, uh, thanks God we have Zoom, otherwise we'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing I do miss. I like talking to people because there's always something to learn. Uh, you can learn about that person or you can learn about yourself. Yeah. I like uh, people that contrast, you know, that has different opinion, different perspective, and, uh, because that's where, where I learn. So I miss that. To me, nothing compares to the, the human experience. Yeah. Oliver, last question. You know, imagine yourself 20 years from now and you're, you're telling someone about this period of time, right? What do you think you're going to remember most about this time? I never thought about it, but now that you mention it, I think, um, look at my neighbor. I went the other day and, and, and I saw her and I said, hi, and I just wanted to get closer a little bit. And I've never seen someone so scared. And I said, Jesus Christ, I mean, this, this is not good. Coming from a third world country, I know how governments in countries like mine use fear. Yeah. They break you. Fear breaks you. That's something I think I will remember. I'll never, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. The look of fear. That, that was true fear. Mm. I take it from what you said. Did you feel it wasn't so much the look on your neighbor's face? Although it was that too, but it was kind of, that just sort of represented so many things to you. Yes, yes. All right. Well, listen, Oliver, thank you. This, you. You've been really great. I mean, this has been super interesting and you've, you've been really emotional and forthright. And I, I just really appreciate that. I mean, that's been wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Vinita Chio for the logo and podcast tile design. Our theme music is Bardo Rush by Bruce Coburn, courtesy of True North Records. Lastly, thanks to Vanta Lapage, Daniela Morrison, and Valentina Baraldi for all their help getting this up and running and out there into the world. We'll see you next time. A little audio asterisk here. The views presented in this podcast are those of the individuals recorded on the interview and not those of Deutsch Inc. So, now you know that.